0: And welcome to the Have A Crack podcast, the show that allows at least one person to rant and rave about anything and everything going on in the beautiful game that is football. I am joined as ever by George Camp, my fellow co-host. Hello, George. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Yourself? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. All all good, all good. The podcast is coming a bit late this week because both me and George have lives, Um, but... We are going to talk about all the different football matches that did happen, oh, how many days ago now? It's Thursday, so what, four or five days ago, including Burnley-Everton, Manchester City-Fulham, West Ham-Man United, Chelsea-Leeds, West Brom Palace, Sheffield United-Leicester, Tottenham-Arsenal, of course, Liverpool-Wolves and Brighton-Southampton. We will not be talking about Aston Villa versus Newcastle because that game was postponed due to the global issue going on. But uh, we'll kick straight into it. By the way, we are going to keep doing our our two-minute blitzes, but this week we're only going to do four of those because of Aston Villa and Newcastle not being played. So the first game we'll talk about in depth, and I'm going to give it straight to you, George, because we are going to talk about West Ham versus Manchester United. The final score was West Ham one, Man United three, Thomas Suchek with the goal for West Ham, Pogba, Greenwood and Rashford with the goals for United. And as usual, that is all I'm going to say. George, what happened in this game?
1: You know what? I I, I, I um do you remember last week when I said to you we normally have we normally play Man United at at, at momentous occasions for some reason? Like we played them at the last game of the bowling um we've played them i can't remember anything off the top of my head but that was a really big occasion um but the fans being back is is obviously the big occasion because this is the first game where fans have been back and we normally do pretty well against united we've got a relatively good record against them and the first half after the first half you thinking west ham are going to run away with this we should have been three 0 up after the first half we played really well um Man United did their classic and came back from behind, um, and and managed to manage to win the game three one. I mean, should we talk about should we talk about the the, the moment where Pogba scored his goal? Great taken goal, by the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, shouldn't have counted though, should it?
1: Oh, absolutely not. The ball was miles out of play. If you would have seen, you could have seen it, right? If you if, if you have if you've managed to look at it, the ball goes out of play. David Moyes is clapping Jared Bowen. He's, he's closing down with the goalkeeper right and he's clapping, he turns around and he realises the ref's still playing the game on and the linesman hasn't played, and he puts his arms out as if he's just been like stunned um, and obviously goes on Pogba absolutely scores a belter he has a crack um, and then and then from then on it was like West Ham of old almost that like we sort of capitulated and they scored another two goals within the next fifth like 13 minutes um man united were pretty good in the second half they were pretty good we we let them be good which is very frustrating they made the changes that they needed to be made they needed a bit of pace up up top because we've got a slow back line and ogbonna seemed to think it was all right to play half of westfield shopping center on side every two minutes so um that was really our letdown um we had up we was playing a high defense and ogbonna wasn't really taking note of it kufa wasn't able to track uh Rashford because Rashford's too too pacey for him obviously um Mikel Antonio wasn't playing again because he's because he's injured and Sebastian Haller replaced him Sebastian Haller look I've I've said I've said in previous weeks that he's done really well I've said in previous weeks that he's not been very good he wasn't very good again this week um I felt like he was he's been ineffective he was lethargic he wasn't closing down balls very well and he just wasn't putting the ball away he he went for, he had a one on one situation rounded the keeper and slipped I think he would have been given a for offside anyway, but it's besides the point. Like clinical strikers, strikers are, are rated on how many goals they score. Simple as, right? And he's not scoring enough goals for West Ham in the games that he's playing. Um, he does need to sort that out. Um, he's he's not a, he's not a Moyes player, um, and I think that's abundantly obvious because um, he doesn't obviously doesn't play him when when he when uh, when he's available. Um, he'll choose Antonio. What is interesting is this week um the West Ham under twenty ones uh, played Peterborough and Yarmolenko played up front. Um and apparently uh Yarmalenko's been is gonna potentially gonna be playing up front against uh against Leeds tomorrow night. So interesting. We I, I saw a stat that we hit the hit we've hit the woodwork more than any other team in the league. I think we've hit the woodwork ten times.
0: More than all of those coming uh, from Bowden, right? <laughs> or Bowden, whatever
1: his from, name And, and Pablo now, so you can't hit a barn door. So, yeah, I mean, look, we were good. We were okay. We played a lot better than what we played against Aston Villa. Um, Man United did their classic. I was glad to see them losing the week as well and get knocked out of Europe or get at least go down to the Europa League. So, look, we move on. Uh, we th- Those are difficult games that you can't expect to win all your difficult games. And that was certainly always going to be one of them. So, yeah. Um, we just move on and that's it. Simple as, by the way, I had to in my fantasy team, we was on my bench. So I was really annoyed by that as well.
0: Mm. Yes. Uh, overall, I thought uh, exactly the same assessment as you, uh, West Ham, you know, you've done some amazing things so far this season. You're definitely not going to get relegated. You're definitely probably going to finish in uh, mid table to upper mid table anyway. Um, and this game was just classic man United doing man United things. It. A feather in ollie's cap because i think it was what the fifth game in a row that they've come back from being a goal down away to, yeah. to winning didn't manage to do it against um uh leipzig uh, <laughs> and and like you say get knocked out of the champions league join us in the europa league i was saying the whole game um but yeah fair enough uh, and uh, man united somehow with a win in that managed to climb up to i think fifth at the time or fourth how,
1: how are they even fifth in the league like seriously does that not baffle, baffle you the way they've been playing
0: it does and on the one hand i'm quite happy because i think that means ollie will stay in charge for a little while longer <laughs> no <laughs> offense ollie um, i just That's don't it. want to get potch um Anyway, um, so let's move on to the next game. It was uh, our first two-minute blitz is going to go to Liverpool versus Wolves. Uh, And the reason why I chose this one to be a bit of a uh, blip is because it was a pretty straightforward game where not a lot happened. There was a couple of highlights, but not a lot happened for me. Final score, uh, and I'll do this one, George, don't worry. Final score is Liverpool for Wolves, nil. Wolves obviously still missing uh, Jimenez, who has recovered now from... um, basically a broken skull um and, and all the bleeds and stuff that we were talking about in the last podcast he is now home resting with his family and he hopes to return to the pitch soon but obviously not last weekend uh wolves uh, put in play their third kit which looks like someone vomited a set of toothpaste over each player before they walked onto the pitch but what are you gonna do um jürgen klopp continued to well, basically, rotate some of his players. I think he finally got the message that his squad is massive and he needs to give opportunities to some of the younger uh, players. Kelleher comes in goal instead of Allison, um, who's injured, and Adrian must be a bit annoyed at that, unless he's injured and I've missed something. No, nope, he's on their bench. Lowell. Um, and then you have Williams uh, at right back and Curtis Jones in midfield. So a little splash of youth throughout the Liverpool team. Wolves pretty much played the same team as they did against Arsenal. The only changes being obviously Jimenez replaced straight away um, by, by Neto. Um, and the goals in this game, Salah on 24 minutes, Wijnaldum on 58 minutes, Matip on 67 minutes and an own goal from Nelson Semedo on 78 minutes. The main highlight of this match came where Conor Cody um, went down in the box after what looked like a high challenge from Sadio Mane. A penalty was initially given and you saw Jordan Hen- Henderson basically call Conor Cody every single uh, insult under the sun. Um, to try and get the decision overturned it went to VAR and it showed quite clearly that Mane went to challenge the ball but pulled out at the right time and Cody basically just went to the floor um so no penalty given there and rightfully so A rare example of where VAR um definitely stepped in and did the right thing Uh, But overall, it's a bit like the Manchester uh, United-West Ham game. Wolves will come up against big teams and one of two things will happen. They'll either give them a game or they will roll over um, or capitulate after an early goal in the first half an hour or so. Um, And this was a routine win for Liverpool in the end, 4-0. And it keeps them top of the league, joint with Spurs, which we'll get to a bit later on. Is there anything you want to add, George? Not
1: really. Only only that... um... They did they did rotate the squad quite a bit as well for the for the midweek game that they had in the, in Europe against that mid or whatever they're called. So yeah. and lo um, and behold,
0: Jurgen's not gonna have as many injuries now to worry about. And oh my god, that's what he should have done in the first place.
1: I mean I mean he still played Salah, but I know he had been away for a few weeks. But yeah, he did he did rotate the squad, which, you know, it's what he should have done at the be- the end of last season. But we spoke about that last he week, did. didn't we?
0: Okay, so our next dive um, comes into uh, the shape of West Brom versus Crystal Palace. Final score was West Brom 1, Crystal Palace 5. Goal scorer for West Brom was Conor Gallagher, who seems to be the only person who ever seems to score for West Brom. Um, From Crystal Palace point of view, there was a West Brom own goal on 8 minutes. Uh, by Furlong Zaha got two goals again shock horror Zaha plays and Palace plays well and Christian Benteke believe it or not do you remember him he actually scored two goals in this game so from scoring no goals in something like 65 matches or some absolutely ridiculous stat he scores two in the space of half an hour against West Brom sorry West Brom fans if you are listening but if Christian Benteke can score two against you that's not a very good sign of your Premier League season it's also uh, worth noting that for the large majority of this game West Brom were down to 10 men because Pereira, Pereira, Pereira was sent off on 34 minutes And overall, as you can imagine, with a 5-1 win, Hodgson was very, very happy. He was a bit annoyed that he conceded. Uh, And Bilic is just, again, um, kind of saying the same thing after every single match. Um, We played well. We just made mistakes. We gave away chances. And you can't do that in the Premier League. And unfortunately, he's right. Because that means West Brom, after that result, are still on 19th. um, Well, kind of joint points with Burnley with only um, two goal difference in between. But relegation zone, and they have been for a while now. Hopefully, Billich turns it around, but recent results are not looking good. George, anything you want to add to this one? I mean, I, I mean
1: we've spoke about uh, how important Zaha is to, to Palace, um, and it obviously just shows how important he is. Um, I think he got, didn't he get the, uh, for the first goal, he also got an assist for the first goal as well. He did. So yeah. anyone, who had, anyone who had Zaha in the team, it's just um, absolute in their in their fantasy team. He's laughing. Um, I do want to just just point onto the red card. I, I think the red card was was a bit soft, mm. personally. Um, like if I was a West Ham fan, I'd be. If I was a if I was a West Brom fan, I wouldn't be happy with 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 the red card. I can, you can see why it's given, like you can see why it's given. Um, but again, like you think to yourself, really like. Yeah. Is, that the, is, is that the game that we're playing these days?
0: Yeah, listeners, if, if you haven't seen it, go and YouTube it. Uh, essentially, um, the West Brom player goes on the floor and he allegedly kicks out um, and, and studs. Um, is it Schlupp? He does the he does it too?
1: Um, yeah, 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 I think so. But I think it was two feet as well. That's the thing. Um, and he, it was almost like, I don't know, it was like he was laying on his back and he sort of just pushed his feet up maybe a little bit. Just a little bit. I, I don't know how you can give that as a, red, a yellow card. Yeah, it's a yellow. Because I do think he intent, he, the intent was there. Mm. But I, I don't think it's a red card. Yeah. I think the ref got it right, first of all, with the yellow card. Because he originally gave him a yellow, didn't
0: he? Mm-hmm. Just another example of... Well, we've had one good example from the Liverpool game, VAR being good. One example in this game, maybe where VAR is taking the game to, to places that we don't want it to go. Mm. But, yes, so good result for Palace terrible result for West Brom and um, uh, their next games Crystal Palace um, have Tottenham actually which is quite interesting Um, and West Brom are taking on Newcastle so interesting two games next for those we'll see where they end up um, at the end of next weekend Uh, Right, so our next uh, two-minute blitz, George, I'm going to hand to you and I'm going to hand you Brighton versus Southampton. Uh, The final score was Brighton 1, Southampton 2. Goal scorers came from, as you can imagine, from Southampton's part, Danny Ings on the 81st minute scoring a penalty, Vestergaard scoring on the 45th minute, and for Brighton, Pascal Gross putting away a penalty on the 26th minute. Over to you, George, what happened in this game?
1: I mean it was a fairly well well contested game. Um you would expect it to be because it is a South Coast derby. Uh there is one main talking point and it actually isn't the penalty um that uh that, that Brighton got. It's the penalty that Southampton got in the eighty first minute that Dings put that Dings that Danny Ings put away. Um wasn't a penalty, pretty much, because it was outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um I'm 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 baffled at how, how VAR even thought that this was inside the box if I'm honest. Um so, again, the fans there, the, the stadium looked very full as well. I know Brighton have got a smaller stadium, but it look, did look very full. Um, they played quite well, Brighton. I, I, th- I think they're going to come away from that really disappointed um, feel. Like, I think they're going to feel like they've been robbed with that, with that game. Um, I, think that, I think their, their penalty was, a, I can't remember if, if I'm correct, it was a handball. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it was handball. <laughs> I remember from from remembering the was up, right up in the air. Um, but it was a fairly even, well, well-contest, well contested game. Um, Danny Welbeck again was was fairly average. So um, it's it. <laughs> the thing is with with games like this is that they sh- they should be really high tempo. They should be almost like bloodbaths because of of they're supposed to be these dar these big derbies that that we've got in the league. And this is one of those derbies where you look at it and you're like, yeah, not really. Uh, not really feeling that that as, as a proper derby. Do you know what I mean? The fact those, those fans will feel like it is a proper derby, um, but for me, it's, it's not really a, a, proper derby, not a proper derby. So I, I feel that way about like, but, like
0: uh, Chelsea versus Fulham. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. yeah.
1: <laughs> um But Brighton have got Brighton have got a problem with set pieces as well. That they, they keep conceding goals from set pieces. So um, they, uh, they they've got they've got to work that out because. When they start playing other teams in the league, uh, especially in the run up to Christmas, they're they're going to get found out by that. Um Ward Prowse again, quality um, got yeah. another assist. So again, he was in my dream team, my fantasy team. Of Telling you, so,
0: him and Vestergaard, Merseyside in 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 the summer. Hundred percent. Yeah, well,
1: I, I got I had Vestergaard in my fantasy team as well. So they done me, they done, they both done me pretty pretty good. Um, so yep. happy days are here again.
0: Yep. I mean, Brighton, I do feel sorry for Brighton. I think they are playing better football than the three teams that are below them in the table. But there are only three teams below them in the table.
1: They're looking behind themselves, aren't they?
0: They are. Although they are looking ahead as well because Arsenal are only three points ahead of them. (laughs) Um, But there we go. Uh, The next match uh, for Brighton uh, this weekend is um, Leicester uh, away. Um, And Southampton have got Sheffield United at home. So uh, a very, very interesting weekend coming up for both clubs, Uh, particularly because Sheffield United are in there. And Sheffield United versus Leicester is the uh, next game I do want to talk about. Because obviously Sheffield United are propping up the entire table, um, still on the same amount of points in the end after their match with Leicester. Um, Now, they played really well in this match, I thought. Um, apart from in the last, well, three minutes when they gave Vardy a clean through on goal attempt that he put away. <laughs> and so the final score was Sheffield United 1, Leicester City 2. Ollie McBurney scoring Sheffield United's goal on 26 minutes, which came two minutes after uh, I, an Iose Perez goal for Leicester. And as I say, Jamie Vardy being put clean through on the 90th minute the slot in past Ramsdale Um, and you could see it was a bit like, I think I saw it on, on Twitter. There's a Simpsons episode where Lisa breaks Ralph Wiggum's heart and Bart plays it on the TV, and he plays it in super slow motion, so you can see the exact moment that his heart breaks. Well, someone did that the moment Jamie Vardy's goal went in for the Sheffield United um, uh, manager, and you see the exact moment he knew he was being relegated. It was generally, generally heartbreaking for him. Um, and Jamie Vardy is a Sheffield Wednesday fan, so he felt really, really um, happy. Late Just late minute. And he decided to take it out on their corner flag. and Literally, utterly destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and all I kept on thinking was, someone's got to go over to Jamie Vardy now and tell him to pay for that. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't know what Jamie Vardy has against flags. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on that for future games. Uh, but overall, Sheffield United, it's another game. It's another loss. Yes, probably you didn't plan on beating Leicester because Leicester are Leicester. But you're not picking up points anywhere, really, are you at the moment? Sorry to say it, George. What do you think?
1: Uh, the, the problem is with with Sheffield United is, and it, and it's you can flip it flip it any other way is that when you see teams playing bad but they win, that's a sign of a good team, and it's it's a, it's a sign that they're going to do well in the season. When teams are playing well and they're losing every week, that's just they, they're doomed, aren't they? They're they're they are doomed if they continue playing well and keep losing these games. They're doomed. I mean, they did get away with it a couple of times. I know Leicester hit the post a couple of times, or so Vardy hit the, hit the post pretty much straight away at the beginning of the game, and then what is it? Madison he hit the post as well in the second half. So they they just need to wake up, Sheffield tonight They can't be letting Jamie Vardy through in the last minute like that. Like, come on. Um, and again, um. I, and I've picked out Ramsdale as, as as a few things. He's he. There was occasions where I know that Leicester put the ball in. He's come out for the ball, and he's just completely flapped it and dropped it. Leicester almost scored from it. Like, I, I can't I can't stress how important the goal this goalkeeper position is for for Sheffield United because there are teams that are teams that are going to be down there. They rely on their defence. They rely on their goalkeeper. Um, and when their goalkeepers not performing, the defence are playing well but um, still conceding. You know that's a that's a big big problem. Um, although, I mean, if you have if if anyone hasn't seen the 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 corner flag smash, it was fantastic. It was really good. <laughs> it's like proper long. It was like a two meter slide as well. And as he got to the corner flag, he sort of gave it a boot, and it and it just shattered at the bottom. He's got about. He did apparently. He did sign the flag afterwards and put like Fox's pride on the bottom of it. Um, so um, yeah, good game quite uh quite comical as well at the end so yeah I,
0: I do think one thing sheffield united lack and this may not be for footballing reasons or whatever a name i like i look at the i look at their starting 11 and i don't i don't see a name like a, a Vardy, a madison um, i know what like, you mean you know what i mean like in every, talisman, there? exactly in in every team in the premier league with the exception of possibly fulham maybe as well even then, you could probably argue Kearney, I suppose. But mm. they're the only team that I don't look at and go, I'm not scared of any of those because I don't really see any of them pulling up any trees yeah. or, or, or being... Well, well,
1: I know what you mean. It's one of those words where you look at their team and you think, I would like him to play for us or he would get in our team. Mm. And do you really look at the Sheffield United team and go, they'll get in, they'll get... Half of them won't even get the West Ham team. let alone the Spurs team, none of them will get in the Spurs team. The only player that would would have been dean henderson from last season and he was their best player and they no longer have him
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: and look what he's doing he's sitting on the bench at, at man united yep so um big 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 troubles for for sheffield right now
0: absolutely but leicester that does mean you do go up into fourth and manchester united thanks to the results from southampton and this game um rightfully go down to sixth so they're not as high as they were um but still that's pretty high for manchester united we think Um, And Sheffield United, you are still on one point. Down there on 20th place, you are five points behind West Brom. So there is still a two-game swing for you to even move up a place in the table, unfortunately. And I get the feeling I'm going to be saying this for quite a few weeks. Anyway, it's not all doom and gloom because we can move on to a blitz that I'll hand over to you, George. Burnley versus Everton. Final score between Burnley and Everton was Burnley 1. Everton 1, with Robbie Brady scoring for Burnley on three minutes. And three guesses who scored for Everton. It was Dominic Calvert-Lewin on the 45 plus three minutes of stoppage time. So late into the first half. Second half was just rock solid and nobody conceded anything. But George, take us through
1: it. I actually thought it was going to be one of those games where... Burnley were going to end up winning one nil. I thought it was going to be a classic Burnley one nil game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the thing is, um, I, is it is it both their first draw of the week, of of, of the of the season?
0: Uh, yes, Everton oh, were going to have a draw uh, with Liverpool, but then that little thing happened in the nine oh, yeah, moments. So yes, it is their first official draw. I think.
1: Um, I mean thing is we we've spoke about burnley before and how they they used to be or or are still very hard to break down at the back um so the, and i think obviously we're going back to the goalkeeper obviously pope was back for um uh what's his mm-hmm. name peacock farrell yep whatever his name was so yeah you know what i will th- th- be honest i didn't really watch this game um it's, it's not one. It's not one of those fixtures where I look at it and go, yeah, I need to make sure I watch that game. So, <laughs> yep.
0: And someone at your door. Someone is at my door, and my dog is going mental. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's right. Um, Carry on.
1: <laughs> but but you know what? Um, Ever- Everton. They, they, I mean, they they've they've conceded quite a few goals this season. They've been inconsistent. Um, I think they would have probably expected to go there and turn Burnley over. I think most people would have expected them to go there, especially with Richarlison back, with Calvert-Lewin scoring again, um, Burnley playing the way they've been playing. But, you know, it's, 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 that's, that's, that's the problem with with, uh, with Everton at the moment. The inconsistency, it, it, that, that inconsistency is what is going to stop them from getting into Europe. Simple as. Yep. as that, that, that's simple, simple as that. They won't get into Europe if they continue to be inconsistent the way they are. So, uh, Burnley—they—they—they are too consistent, and they're consistently not winning. So, I—I um, I worry for Burnley. I do worry for them. Um, so let's see, let's see how they do. I'd, I'm not sure. Let me have a look. See who they've got next. Um, Oh Burnley have got Arsenal next So you know easy game oh, Yeah, they'll, they'll, win, they'll, win, that's... they'll win that We all know how Arsenal have <laughs> been playing recently So um, Everton are playing Chelsea So you wouldn't be surprised uh, Honestly I wouldn't be surprised if Everton end up beating Chelsea Because
0: ooh, 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 well,
1: you, well just because of the, their inconsistencies They'll be really good one week And they'll like, draw against Burnley the other week So um, Although I would like to see If Burnley beat Arsenal we know who that's game over for. So I uh, gotta be in
0: it because then if Brighton win, Arsenal will go down to 16th. Yeah,
1: that's that's one of the worst fixtures for Arsenal to play. One of the best fixtures for Burnley, but one of the worst for Arsenal. You don't want to be you don't want to be playing Burnley, knowing that how how good they are at the back normally, and knowing that they're struggling for results. Poor, I, I wouldn't want to go there, if I was an Arsenal fan.
0: Yes. So there we are. So final score, as we say, was a draw um, between Burnley and Everton one one um so our next game to talk about is going to be chelsea versus leeds united final score was chelsea three leeds one and if you can hear a squeaky toy in the background that is my my dog my lovely dog who needs to go away anyway um we are do a lifestyle podcast on dogs that's what we should do we should don't get a puppy um <laughs> Leeds United went ahead on the fourth minute through Patrick Bamford, former Chelsea star. Uh, lovely ball from uh, Calvin Phillips, um, who basically played in Bamford in between the two centre backs. Zuma couldn't get there, um, neither could Silver. Uh, and Bamford just took it round the goalkeeper and slid it past Mendy for one of the very few goals that he has actually ever conceded at Chelsea at the moment. But Chelsea being Chelsea and having £200 million worth of talent uh, from this last transfer window alone to call upon, as you can imagine, Kurt Zuma got them back into it on the 61st minute through a powerful header. Oh, sorry, uh, Giroud got on back into it on 27 minutes first, sorry. Um, and Pulisic wrapped it up in the end on the 93rd minute uh, to make it 3-1. George, because my dog will not stop squeaking his toy, I am going to ask you to sum up this game while I go on mute quickly.
1: Look your dog out. Um, yeah, cool. So, you know what? Uh, I thought Leeds were going to do really well here when, I first, when, I, when they scored the goal. Bamford slotted that away. Um, rounded Mendy quite nicely, took it round him, bang, slotted that one in, um, and I, I think Chelsea fans were like, we would have gone, oh no, not another, not one of these games. You know when you play one of those those promoted teams who are okay, they're pretty good, they're not well beaters, but they're, they're you know they're half decent. They're the type of teams that you feel like you're going to lose against. So um, that being said, one person who I do want to focus a lot on is uh, Olivier Giroud, um, and and how important he's been to Chelsea the past couple of weeks. He scored four goals in uh, the week before um, for for Chelsea. And then he's obviously scored again um, against Leeds. And I don't think, obviously, Lampard couldn't ignore him and leave him out of the team after mm. his performance in, in midweek. Giroud, I, I think Giroud is one of the most underrated players in the league. 100%. He's one of the most underrated players in the league. Happily, happily take him at West Ham. West Ham could do with a player like Giroud. Quite happily. Also, um, Reece James, with, with who put the ball in for Giroud for his goal, cracking ball in, cracking mm. that was like one of the best balls you could put, put in. So it's, it's looking really positive for Chelsea. I think you know, they're, um, their signings are sort of they're, they're really coming together, they're starting to gel a bit more as a team. Um, they're, they're starting to even get uh, get a song out of their, their bench from, from players like Giroud. Um, and, and they've got they've got some good young players as well that, that that they'll that they're able to rely on as well. Not just to be able to just play well, but they're able to rely on their young players like Mason Mount, like Reece James, you know, English young players, which is really 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 good to see. So um, I was I was saying that um, it's good to see the young English players um, at Chelsea um, and and being able to rely on. You know, Lampard's able to rely on those players and Lampard's doing a really good job. I would expect come March time, Chelsea to be in and around the the, the challenges for, for the title, definitely. Um, and it pains me to say it, but I do think they're going to be up around there and Lampard's done a relatively good job considering, you know, the amount of money he spent and the difference, that how different the team is from last year. Because it's difficult to gel those players together um, in a new season like that. So, um Good times for Chelsea. I think, you know, the Chelsea fans are going to be very, very optimistic um, over Christmas, uh, thinking that they're probably going to be, well, in and around it. And Everton at the weekend, as we already said so, and then Leeds obviously play West Ham tomorrow night at 8pm, who Bielsa's already told us, the team, that um, he's going to play against West Ham. But as I said to you, Luke, that makes absolutely no difference because Moyes is... He's one. He has one way of playing football, and we know what formation he's going to play. The only question is, is it going to be Yarmolenko or Haller up top playing against Leeds? And I think Leeds might do a job on us. And never know.
0: We will see. But I mean, to be brutally honest, I agree with you about uh, Olivier Giroux as well. I think any team in the Premier League would say yes. Oh yeah, any one of even
1: them. Even if, even if it's, even if it's like,
0: he's the perfect
1: player to have as a backup to Harry Kane, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. Really. The perfect backup for Harry Kane. Harry Kane gets injured, which he does. Harry Kane is, I wouldn't say he's injury prone, but he does get injured. He plays a lot of football. Giroud's the type of player you want there. Chelsea would never sell him to Spurs of the, because of the rivalry and because they are challengers, I would yep. suppose. You could say. Um, but yeah.
0: Yep. Okay, well, there you go. It was Chelsea 3, Leeds United 1. Um, Now we have a very, very quick summary before we get to our final game. It's Manchester City versus Fulham. Uh, So I'll sum this one up for you. Manchester City won 2-0 as you would probably expect. Raheem Sterling scoring on five minutes, De Bruyne putting away a penalty um, on 26 minutes. Um, Fulham had one shot on target in this entire match, six shots in total, but as you can imagine, pretty much every stat was in Manchester City's favour. 69% possession, 15 shots on goal with five of them being on target. No real main things to take out of this other than City getting down to business, really starting putting games away. No dilly dallying around. Um, and um, is it going to be too late for them, you know, because they've already dropped more points this season than they did uh, the entirety of last season. Um, but it seems like they're rolling up their sleeves and getting results now, which is which is good for them. And Aguero came back against Marseille this week, uh, which is something they will greatly enjoy, George.
1: I mean they're not they're six points behind Liverpool so they're not they're not massively behind them um have they played Liverpool as well yet this season I can't remember
0: uh, they um, have yes okay and so, played Spurs. So they They and drew played Spurs. they drew with Liverpool I think and they uh were beaten by Spurs
1: right fair so um the, the, you know they're only six points behind um I, I don't I think you know now at this time after ten, ten, eleven 10 11 games I think they've got a game in hand as well man city remember that yeah. um after 10 11 games man city aren't going to be too worried if they're sitting if they win their next game if they win their game in hand they're 3 points behind that's one game they 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 beat they beat liverpool they beat spurs level on points you know so i don't think they i don't think they'll be looking at the table now thinking jesus we we are we need to do some catching up i think they'll be looking at the table thinking all right we we lost against Spurs. That's the reason why we're three points behind them in the league right now. I, yeah. I think that's the only thing reason why they'll be looking at. Um you know, the 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 top the top six is almost back to what you expected to be Bar Southampton being in there, who have played really well recently. So Man City are currently in seventh and the Mighty Irons are sitting in eighth. So
0: There you go. I mean and from a Fulham point of view, let's be honest, Fulham we're never gonna really get anything out of City um, in their current form, in the current way they play or anything like that, it would have been probably the shock of shocks if Fulham actually...
1: It would have been a miracle.
0: So, um, and to be honest, I think everyone at Fulham, all the fans at Fulham, all the players probably went in with that mentality and ultimately that just played into Man City's hands even more. So, uh, we'll see what happens absolutely Uh, the next game for Fulham nice and easy it's a uh, home game against Liverpool so we'll see we'll see how they get on this weekend whereas Manchester City obviously have the Manchester derby this weekend Man United versus Man City at Old Trafford after contrasting weeks in in Europe it has to say with City obviously going through with almost well two points off maximum from the group stages and Man United getting knocked out And then we come to the final game of our roundup, which is Tottenham Hotspur versus Arsenal. (sighs) So Tottenham now for the third straight week in a row, um, are top of the Premier League because they won 2-0. Now, how they won was not pretty, really. I mean, there was a pretty moment. So Arsenal pretty much dominated this game they had possession coming out of their ear holes um, but they didn't really do anything with it Arteta's strategies at the moment seems to be get it to the wingers and whip across into the box and if you have defenders like Dyer and Alderweireld or anyone um, who's actually good at just clearing the ball you will probably keep a clean sheet against Arsenal and I think that's probably why uh, Tottenham, Tottenham came out of this one with a clean sheet but what happened was uh, it was a classic Jose performance more than a classic Spurs performance because I guess a classic Spurs performance would have mean we'd have lost but a classic Jose performance meant that we parked the bus and hit him on the counter-attack and boy howdy what a counter-attack happened on the 13th minute Harry Kane played in Ming Son, who danced up to the other end of the pitch outside the box curled it into the top Uh, left-hand corner of Leno's goal it was a wonder goal you heard all the commentators all the Sky Sports pundits everybody absolutely wetting their pants over this Uh, he had a crack he sponsors our have a crack podcast this week along with Paul Pogba thank you very much um, to put them one nil ahead and then later on in the game Thomas Partey basically touched himself because uh, he thought he had a bit of an injury uh, and he decided to walk off the pitch. At the exact moment, Spurs hit a counter-attack and it ended up being four Spurs players versus two Arsenal players. You even saw Arteta pushing Party back onto the pitch. He did three or four little jog steps um, before he stopped and, and grabbed his crotch again. Um, and as you can imagine, Los Elso played in Huminson, who has a telepathic uh ability to sense where harry kane is slid harry kane in and he hit it into the roof of the net to make it two nil and that was essentially it for the entire game the only other thing to mention um is harry kane did do his usual um look at the player not look at the ball go into the back of him go down and get a foul thing which seems to be doing the rounds on the internet as you would expect um but i think the most the best thing to come out of this match overall was Arsenal fan TV? Because my God, has it been good watching this week um, with those guys giving their live reactions and absolutely slamming the club that they love and all this kind of stuff. But go on, George. What do you want to say about the mighty Spurs?
1: Um, uh, well, let's let's first of all, Son is just class, isn't he? He's class. He he's is. a class player. he will get into any to any team in in the world at the moment uh, with the form that he's on, uh, and I think. Him and Kane, they are carrying the team. I've got to also point out that dyer has been very good at centre-back as well for you guys. Um, I I don't think that's something that can be ignored. However, um, you obviously did give Arsenal a lot of the ball. um, And Arsenal aren't on form. They're not a great team going forward at the moment. They haven't scored in so long. So uh, my concern is if you play like that against a team like um, against against teams like Liverpool and they're on they're on they who are on form that you're gonna you're gonna concede a few goals you might get a bit found out. Arsenal, what what are they doing again? They 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 are shocking at the moment. Um, Arteta, you're right with Arteta. He's he's he does he pushes Partey back on the pitch. Cartes has like a, he does like a half run back on, realises that he's not going to do it. If a player's injured and he can't run, then he's injured and he can't run. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's not a case of that he's just decided to walk off the pitch because he doesn't play, any for, play anymore. He's injured. He's, he's been ruled out now for a few weeks because he is injured. Um, so I feel for him, in a sense, but at the same time, show a bit more courage, show a bit more enthusiasm for the game. You know, play for your team, not for yourself. You know what I mean? That's And that's sort of the, the thing that, that Arsenal seem to be missing, especially with players like Thomas Partey, who all the Arsenal fan were orgasming over when he joined. And what has he done? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, you know, it just, it just proves my point about Declan Rice being world class. Anyway, <laughs> um, I, I love how you completely brushed over Harry Kane basically taking their players out while they're in mid-air. mid-air and I mentioned thinking- it. Yeah, not thinking that it's like dangerous and barbaric because it is. That's the third time he's done that this season in ten games. He did it to Aaron Cresswell at the beginning of the season against West Ham. He did it against Adam Lallana against Brighton, and he got a penalty for that as well. And he now did it. um, Who was it? He did it against Arsenal. Against Arsenal, he did it against them. And he, you know what the worst thing about it is, right? He looks at the player, backs into the player, and does the same thing. Hits the deck every single time and not once has VAR brought it up or been penalized for it that is serious foul play that's a red card mate that is a red card and serious foul play how is he not getting penalized for it how yeah. when when VAR are clearly supposed to be there to do that that sort of stuff
0: yep look I mean I, I'm not disagreeing I, I I completely agree especially the Lalana one uh, I think where the way Lalana went down against Brighton that looked painful like if that happened to me I wouldn't be getting out up for at least an hour and a half um so so i'm not disagreeing it is dangerous the the thing i think i said to this on twitter as long as he gets away with it he's going to do it it's exactly the same with everything that annoys us about football diving um or or getting fouled on purpose or all this kind of stuff they're going to do it as long as they get away with it and as long as it keeps happening i if if harry kane got sent off if harry kane got a red card for doing this i wouldn't complain. I'd be upset because obviously oh, Harry's done it and now we're going to lose this game potentially or whatever. But I couldn't argue with it because it is serious foul play. Um, but I can't believe you're agreeing with me. I am, I, I am. But the, but, I, the thing is, I, I take the Tottenham shirt out of it. Take the Tottenham shirt out of it and put a West Ham one on there, for example. Would you say it's still serious foul play? Yes. Well, sure.
1: this is the thing I was literally about to say to you. If he was doing that for England, right, and he won a penalty for England... I wouldn't think nothing's on it. I would say that's that's good tactical play because he's <laughs> he's played for the penalty, right? And that, and I, and I, the thing is, I think Jose is saying to him, "Well done." I think he's going, "Well done. You're you're doing well." What you've what he's doing is is he's not only winning a free kick for the for for his team, but he's actually taking the danger away from the from from his team as well. He's taking yep. the danger away out of the game, um, in those serious positions because he's not doing him in. In, in attacking positions is he he's doing them they're all in defensive positions harry kane does that really well he's been defending for the team really well comes comes up back and heads the ball out so um, so, so to
0: clarify then just to, just to, just so i understand if declan rice does does that against leeds and yeah. and and wins a penalty like harry kane yeah. did would you be annoyed at declan rice
1: um if you won us a penalty i wouldn't it, be annoyed at declan rice the thing is, though, it's not so much its not so much about the actual what he's actually doing, it's the consistency of it. Okay, he's consistently okay. doing it.
0: Okay, so again then, let's take the scenario one step further. Declan Rice does it against Leeds, gets away with it, gets a penalty, you win the game. Declan Rice then does it in your next four matches. Doesn't get a penalty, but gets the decision. At what point do you start to put him in the same bracket as Harry Kane?
1: Well, you, as soon as he starts to do it consistent, it's the same bracket, isn't it? It's dangerous, okay. it's serious foul play. And I, I think... Harry Kane knows that, and I think the referees are are, no, are going to know that. The referees aren't stupid, right? They 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 do follow media. They they they're all on Twitter. They all they are on everything, right? The referees will be able to see that Harry Kane does that, and I think if he does it again, I think he's going to get in trouble for it. I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd be surprised. Be, i don't. Maybe not a red card, but I do think he'll get penalised for it.
0: Yep. I can see him doing it against Palace. Uh, i can i can also see him doing it against liverpool um but he hasn't done it every game you
1: know he's done it three times in 10 games so he's doing it one every three or four games so he's not doing it to a point where it's like you can't you can't go every week he does that every week it's not that it's not he doesn't do it every week Mm. he does it every so often but it's still consistent enough for people to go he keeps doing that that's got to be sorted
0: yeah
1: so um I don't like Harry Kane anyway, but... <laughs> Not that that's he's,
0: abundantly clear.
1: <laughs> he's, he, obviously, he's a good footballer and he does well for Spurs, but um, yeah, he, he, that is naughty. That is very naughty.
0: Naughty indeed, but um, the final result means that Tottenham do remain top of the league on 24 points. Same points as Liverpool uh, with five goal difference more. Um, and Arsenal find themselves all the way down in 15. 17th after 11 games played. Only three points ahead of Brighton, six points ahead of Fulham in 17th. Don't get me do wrong. I'm it,
1: go on. Do you reckon Arteta is going to be gone before Christmas if he doesn't sort it out? No. no I,
0: I think, think he will. No, I think he's... He, uh, do you know what? Him and Ollie. I think they've got this season immunity because I think this season is so... Well, uh, Carragher said it the other day, and we had this debate before, this season is special and all this kind of stuff. Um, and they have they have legend status as well, don't they? I mean, Arteta, he played for Arsenal quite a lot. He captained them. He was Pep's number two. And he's already won the FA Cup and the Community Shield. I think he's got immunity until at least after Christmas. And I think the same for Oli. Um, Oli, he's got them all the way up to um, fifth or sixth, whatever they are now. Um and he's got a good away record. I think both of them are going to be safe until after the January transfer window.
1: I, I, I can't see Ollie leaving, if I'm honest. I think he'll still be there regardless. I think he'll be there to the end of the season. Mm. Um, Arteta, I don't think he'll be there at the end of the season. Definitely not. If he continues with the form that they've got, he's not turning it around. They're not scoring enough goals. He's got, he's got to change things about. Um, so...
0: I think if they drop another position, I think if Brighton go ahead of them over the Christmas period, then he will lose his job.
1: I mean, yeah. Arsenal's next two fixtures are, are vital, really. If you look, if you if you look at their next two fixtures, they've got is it they've got Burnley next, and then they've got Southampton. Yep. They're their next two fixtures, and you know they are winnable games, really. They're winnable games. Arsenal will be looking at them, thinking we can win that. But then, they've, but after that, they've got Everton and Chelsea. So, you know, and those those games, they'll be looking at those games thinking, geez louise, like, they're not, they're, they are, you know, they're, they're tough. They are tough, tough games. And they're already, what, five points, five, four, five points behind the, the top half of the league, as it is. Yep. So they're not going to be top half come the new year. They're not. They're going to still be still languishing in the bottom half. Now, that's not good enough for Arsenal. That's not I good enough.
0: It's it's good enough air for me right now, I will say. (laughs) But on that note, let's just run through the table quickly then. So, top of the league in the top four positions, Tottenham, Liverpool, Chelsea and Leicester in that order. Uh, And making up the Europa League space is Southampton in fifth. Then sixth and seventh, you have Manchester United and Manchester City separated by a single point. And separated by a further single point is West Ham, Everton and Wolves all on 17th in that order in the table because of goal difference. And then and then um, bottom half of the table, you have Crystal Palace uh, in 11th, Aston Villa now obviously with two games in hand, um, uh, sitting down in 12th, Newcastle, uh, Leeds, followed by Arsenal, Brighton and Fulham and then the relegation zone currently occupied by Burnley, West Brom and of course Sheffield United. But there we are. That was this weekend's Premier League fixtures. I know it's a bit late, but like I say, both me and George have lives. I have a very naughty puppy. And, well, George, you have two kids. So what can you do? And
1: chicken. And, And chicken. and, and, And three dogs. So, yeah
0: good God what a life we lead but next week we will be discussing on time I would hope the Manchester derby that happens at the weekend Tottenham versus Crystal Palace of course Liverpool versus Fulham Chelsea versus Everton and all the other delicious fixtures Uh, West Ham versus Leeds as well tomorrow make sure you check that out that is sure to be a very fun way to start your weekend so guys if you want to follow the podcast you can follow us at have a crack pod you can follow me directly at LJ Peachy George where can they follow you campy whu fantastic and please follow all three of us and please do tweet us because we'd like to know that you are actually there and listening but for now my thanks to george my thanks to you all for listening and we will see you next week Bye Bye. cheerio